Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1 Israeli forces have asserted operational control over the Shajaya neighborhood in Gaza City. After several days of intense fighting, as stated by the IDF in a Thursday, December 21st statement, the IDF declared the completion of the dismantling of Hamas's core capabilities in Shajaya and emphasized that Israeli troops will maintain operational control over the neighborhood, continuing their activities based on operational requirements. Soldiers from the Yahalom Special Operations Unit of the IDF's Combat Engineering Corps, along with troops from the 401 Brigade Combat Team demolished a secret underground web of tunnels seized on Wednesday, December 20th by Israeli forces, as announced by the IDF on Thursday, December 21st. The destruction of the subterranean structure followed the IDF's revelation that it had, been, that it had taken control of Hamas's Gaza City Senior Quarter, quote-unquote, which reportedly housed apartments, offices, and living quarters of senior Hamas officials. Israel has informed the United States about its intention to shift from a higher intensity level of operations to a lower intensity phase in Gaza as its objectives evolve, stating the White House, stated the White House on, ter- on Thursday, December 21st. White House National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby explained that the Israelis acknowledged the necessity of transitioning to a different phase of fighting. In any military campaign, achieving different objectives involves employing various tactics and operations which is standard in the conduct of military operations, Kirby said. Hezbollah declared that 121 of its operatives have been killed since it initiated attacks on Israel's northern region in October. Israel has been engaged in exchanges of fire with gunmen and has been carrying out strikes on terrorist targets in Lebanon as the attacks persist on communities and army posts. On Wednesday, December 20th, U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken lashed out at the international community for its lopsided criticism and demands of Israel, while having nothing to say or demand of the genocidal terrorists of Hamas. What is striking to me, said Lincoln, is that even as we hear many countries urging an end to this conflict, I hear virtually no one saying, no one demanding of Hamas that it stop hiding behind civilians, that it lay down its arms, that it surrender. This is over tomorrow if Hamas does that. This would have been over a month ago, six weeks ago, if Hamas had done that. How can it be that there are no demands made of the aggressor and only demands made of the victim? Blinken continued and said it would be good if there was a strong international voice pressing Hamas to do what is necessary to end this, adding that, quote, any other country in the world faced with what Israel suffered on October 7th would do the very same thing. Number two. On Thursday, December 21st, a solitary gunman unleashed gunfire in a downtown Prague University building, resulting in the deadliest mass shooting in the Czech Republic, with at least 14 fatalities. The tragic incident unfolded within the Philosophy Department building of Charles University in Prague, where the assailant was identified as a student, as confirmed by Prague Police Chief Martin Vondrasic. The gunman, whose identity remains undisclosed, was killed during his attack. Mandrasic updating the casualty count in the, in the evening stated that 14 people had lost their lives, while 25 others sustained injuries. This adjustment followed early reports of 15 fatalities and 24 injuries without clarification. Authorities cautioned that the death toll might increase as investigations progressed. Details regarding the victims and the motive behind the shooting have not been disclosed by the police, 
but Czech Interior Minister Vit Rakusin indicated that investigators did not suspect any connection to extremist ideologies or terrorist groups at this stage in the investigation. Number 3 On Thursday, December 21st, former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani filed for bankruptcy, citing severe financial strain aggravated by his involvement in pursuing the 2020 election claims that favored former President Donald Trump, as well as a recent jury award of, the, of $148 million to two former Georgia election workers he allegedly defamed. Giuliani listed nearly $153 million in existing or potential debts, including tax liabilities, legal fees, and potential legal just judgments from various lawsuits. The bankruptcy fi filing estimates Giuliani's assets in the range of $1 million to $10 million. While the bankruptcy filing may provide Giuliani with the opportunity to pursue an appeal, it likely won't erase the supposed damages owed to the former election workers as bankruptcy law doesn't allow for the dissolution of debts resulting from, quote, willful and malicious injury inflicted on others. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio and have a great day.